I'm gonna start na. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Welcome to Sabado. <laughs> yeah, I tried. We, we all saw I tried. We, we saw I'm how sorry. you tried. <laughs> Welcome to Sub Atours episode number two. Any guesses as to why Anjo was so painfully slow with that <laughs> intro? <laughs> I don't think even Anjo knows why he was that slow. Is it the internet's fault? Uh, Could be the internet's fault, as it usually is. <laughs> Could be my connection. I don't know. <laughs> no, but today we are talking about Zack Snyder. Yep. And Master of super slow motion. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, hence our intro. So this uh, all comes up because we heard that HBO Max will be releasing the Snyder Cut of Justice League in 2021. People are a little bit excited, I think, more or less. So just a little background. Justice League was originally shot by Zack Snyder, but was finished by Josh Sweden. Right. Which um, in turn result into a mediocre to bad movie. <laughs> Oh really? You you the one who loves Justice League? Why why are you saying this now? Because <laughs> objectively, it really is a <laughs> mediocre to bad movie. <laughs> I just liked it for 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 the superheroes. No no, you're, the only I, reason you're saying that now is because your Lord and Master's cut is coming out next year. That's why you're saying it now. <laughs> Otherwise, you would Lord still be Master. worshiping the 2017 cut. Oh god. I never worshiped the 2017 cut. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but it was the movie. I actually saw it late. I didn't see it in the cinemas. I saw it on Netflix. It was the movie I saw right after Cats. So I don't know what you're get you're talking about. It was brilliant. <laughs> right after Cats, it was a masterpiece. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I hate wow. it. Wow. <laughs> I still hated it. This is why 2020 is so shitty. <laughs> I started it off with two Ooh. really bad movies. What was the first? Cats was the other one. What Cats. Was the other Cats one? was the first Cats. one. Cats was Justice the first League. one. Oh, Cats. What was the second Just, bad movie? Justice Just, League. Justice League. Wow. Uh, wait. You, you, okay, you are slow. <laughs> yeah, I, I got caught up in the Snyder spectrum. I don't know. <laughs> Somewhere in those 300 frames per second. Okay, so, here's the thing. Back in the day, Back in the day, Zack Snyder kicked off what we now know as the DC Extended Universe, right? With Man of Steel, mm-hmm. uh, featuring Henry Cavill as Superman. Then he followed that up with Batman versus Superman, with Ben Affleck as Batman, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, and Henry Cavill was back as Superman. Everybody fought in at 300 frames per second, and then they all came together <laughs> for Justice League. Zack Snyder was famously unable to complete the film, because he had to step away officially on the grounds that his daughter had actually committed suicide. So Warner Brothers brought in Joss Whedon, who had already directed The Avengers, and um, they brought him in to, to fix it, to finish the film. That's always been Warner Brothers' story, that there was no working cut of Justice League, that there was nothing to see from Zack Snyder. 
that could possibly be shown. And the only version that existed was what Joss Whedon ultimately put out. But now they've changed their story. Now they're saying that they're assembling it from what Zack Snyder already shot. And they're spending a lot of money to do the post-production to make sure it looks its best. What can you guys how say much, about that? How much was the budget? What? How much was the budget again for for this? For the post prod? For the just for the post? They said it's up northward of thirty million dollars. They're not saying how much. They say Jeez. they just said it's more than thirty million. Ooh, jeez, man, we could oh make thirty God. movies that's, for that kind of money. No, actually, we can make that more. Been, <laughs> that could have been put into just making the movie better, right? So that's I mean, true. I don't know. Okay, just uh, I mean to be to begin with, it wasn't really that much of a Joss Whedon movie, you know, because he was basically you know assembling something with <laughs> assembling, already shot material. Because he assembled the Avengers. Ah, 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 yes. Ah, 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 ah. Okay. How ironic. Just continue. Continue. Except no, but, um, that movie wasn't I garbage. Guess just <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Age of Ultron. Yeah, that was kind of garbage. As good as the first. No, that was kind of garbage. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of garbage. But it was boring except for the fight scenes. I, but yeah, anyway, going okay, back, yeah, I think uh, it, it's hard to call it a Joss Whedon movie considering that he just did, he basically stitched up already finished work with a few reshoots. Mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. know, but you could still see a lot of Zack Snyder in that movie. Oh, yeah. To be honest. Yeah. That's, that's like why a it lot was, of Zack Snyder. That's why it felt like um, two different movies at the same time because you had the humor of Joss Whedon. In it, but it right. was still so dark. So right. I think visually they were trying to match whatever Zack Snyder already shot, but then a lot of the script was still pretty funny. So it's like it didn't, you know, it didn't mesh very well. I feel that's how but I yeah, it didn't translate properly. A lot of the rumors said that Joss had actually been specifically <laughs> chosen to be the light that Zack Snyder was purposely trying to avoid. I mean, they they said that Joss was brought in to to like brighten up the film, to add in a add in the jokes that made the Avengers a hit. But what Warner Brothers, I too think, much. yeah, I I can't get over the part where Batfleck says uh, something's bleeding after Superman asks him if he bleeds. I'm like, he doesn't talk like that. Batman does not, you know, throw one liners. It take it took me all the he way back. Acknowledge pain either. <laughs> <laughs> Batman. It, it took me all the way back to Val Kilmer telling Alfred that he'll get drive-through. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it just—it uh. doesn't make sense in this context. Now, a lot of the criticism for the DCEU, as it's now called, was that it was just too dark and brooding. And Zack Snyder defended his creative decisions through Man of Steel, through Batman versus Superman, by saying that the uh, the bright happy superheroes of yesteryear. Those are old-fashioned. Nobody wants to see those things anymore. That's why everything has to be dark. Everything has to be um, excessively dour. Everything has to be violent and just depressing because nobody wants to see smiling heroes. Hmm. <laughs> that is not true. Which is in stark contrast to what Superman is supposed to be. <laughs> don't, don't let Henry Cavill hear you. Uh, Henry Cavill. <sighs> Such a beautiful man. No, because like, Superman <laughs> can be so com- I'll give you can that. be such he a is. complex. He's... Maybe if they started with a Batman movie, it would have worked that way. If the treatment was going to be that way, but I think not they... introduce the entire universe with Superman movie with this treatment. Did they that... take cues from the Dark Knight trilogy? 
Just wondering. No. Wait, no. actually, that's a valid should, point. From, because like Chris Nolan was like a producer, wasn't he? Yes. The rumors back then were that they were going to start their own uh, shared universe. With uh, Christian Bale? With, with Chris Nolan's... Yeah, there were rumors about you know a shared universe because um, when Man of Steel came out, that, was, that were the rumors. And then... Nolan eventually announced that he wasn't interested in doing a shared universe continuity with Warner Brothers, but he did handpick Zack Snyder to take care of that. Right. Initially, I think the rumor was Warner Brothers wanted Nolan to handle that. He did, he just wasn't interested in it. Right, right. Can you imagine? Like, knowing Christopher Nolan's material, everything is rooted on reality. Absolutely. Right? So he even that guy, he couldn't justify a guy who can fly by himself. So. <laughs> Yeah. But I think yep. I think yeah. he served as a producer, or his brother served as a producer on the on those movies. I think in Man of Steel he served as a producer. <clears throat> I think, if I remember correctly, but I have to power through that movie again. <laughs> right, because like power yeah. through. I, I, yeah, <laughs> you can I just to through sleep. the credits, dude. <laughs> oh god, or just IMDb yeah. that thing. Wait, where's oh, no, man. Where, where, where's the fun in that though? Like, Set actually, where's it. the fun in watching Man of Steel? No, I mean, but Ugh. think about it, okay? If Superman is dark and depressing and brooding and angsty, what the heck makes him different from Batman? And if they're both the same character, essentially, what do they got to fight about? I mean, you know, you don't have that contrast anymore of light against dark, of, of you know. Yeah. It's just, there's two angry people. That would have been so nice, right? The contrast and everything. No, but that that has always been the contrast or the the most interesting thing about the relationship between those two guys is a stark contrast between both characters, but they still establish a really really good relationship. They even, you know, at the at some point I think they consider themselves each other their best friends. They do. Right? To the point which that we, some people write them like see. a married couple. Oh, yeah. yeah that's what you but really, some people actually write their dialogue like they're a married couple because for, they're complete opposites, but they complement each other. And you're absolutely right, MJ. We didn't see any of that. Unfortunately. But we did see them reconcile over their mother's names. <laughs> <laughs> Something that could save the world. Having each other's mother's names be the same. Which, may I point out, also happened in Civil War. Is because it was all about a mother, or a yeah. But that was like the of death of super- that was like the death of his mother. I mean, you'd be pissed too if you found out that you know your best friend was trying to defend your parents' killer. In this case, yeah. this Martha. <laughs> that, that was just it, I can't even say it without laughing. <laughs> Martha, Martha. Like seriously, Martha. like you want to set off my girlfriend? That's the, all you gotta do. Just mention that scene, and it you. I think it I makes think it's, you incrementally stupider every time you watch that scene. I think I think it it triggers anyone or everyone who has a sense of you know narrative. For me, it hurt you know, me. Who has a sense of it hurt me. <laughs> I mean, as a Superman fan from birth or a DC fan completely all the way through. And I'm seeing that, I, I mean, the Marvel movie started off with an absolute B-lister Iron Man, okay? Nobody outside of a comic book store even knew who Iron Man was. And then they got this um, borderline B-list actor whose heyday was in the 80s. 
who was just fresh out of rehab. Yeah, he was fresh out of rehab for yeah, like the third time. He had Ali McBeal. Yeah. He had Ali Why McBeal. Why did he have to stop Ali <laughs> McBeal? Because he went back to rehab. He went back to jail. <laughs> oh god that's why they had to replace him with Sting uh, oh <laughs> but seriously very telling of your age but anyway going yeah, back know, to Zack Snyder but the um, thing is nga, they took an absolute wait. walang kwentang character to anyone who wasn't already reading comic books and they made him the world's greatest superhero and I love Superman but Snyder did not give me the world's greatest superhero even at yeah. the Man of Steel, actually, he broke one cardinal rule that Superman does not do. So right. you, could, you could hear the cinemas literally at that moment. I don't know if you, I'm, <laughs> I don't want to spoil it, but when that moment, quote unquote, happened, everybody was like, oh, what? What? <laughs> like, yeah. What? <laughs> did like, that I was like, did, did, wait, did he just, no. That guy no is supposed way. to inspire every hero on the planet? Yeah. Why? <laughs> right. But I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I, I don't know what, what's been happening with Zack Snyder because back, you know, his earlier work was actually not that bad. Oh my God, 300 was amazing. Oh man, I think I saw it 300 was, I like four times yeah. in the theater. That he was probably, great. He, he probably peaked. 300 uh, at 300. Yeah, he did you know. peak at 300 and it kind of went downhill from there. Well, not really. Afterwards, it was Watchmen, which was also still pretty good. And then You'd after, be surprised. What? But, you know, surprised. Watchmen apparently is very polarizing. Some people love it. Some people mm-hmm. hate it. I, depending I on it. who you talk to. I love it. Talk to but me. But people still I, loved it. <laughs> mm, at least people yeah, still I loved, loved it. it. I did. I loved, I loved it. it too. And then, Even if they changed the and ending then, a tiny bit, I loved it. But the ending seemed to be more relevant for, for the movie. I agree. You know, it I agree just, completely. It, it seemed to make more sense. And some people have issues with that. Well, um, uh, are we going to spoil a 35-year-old graphic novel? I think we can, right? <laughs> I think. Okay. <laughs> spoiler alert! Spoiler uh, okay. alert! How to, there. Okay. No, with, for every, anyone for listening, it. there are going to be spoilers. It's a 35-year-old yeah, okay, book. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> the right, movie is what go. almost a decade old. I guess. Yeah, I think so. We think we have given more. them enough warning. Yeah. Okay. So like the ending of the original Watchmen has Ozymandias called down a giant genetically engineered space squid in the middle of Times Square that gives everybody in the surrounding area a psychic headache and it kills everybody in the immediate vicinity and. This incident was created to make all of the world think that they had been attacked by aliens because Ozymandias' plan was to instigate world peace by making people unite against something bigger than themselves. A common threat. Exactly. What the movie did differently was because Zack Snyder said, audiences are not going to believe a giant space squid in the middle of Times Square. What he did was he framed Dr. Manhattan. Is that what he did? He framed Dr. Manhattan for freaking out with his powers or something. He made it look like Dr. Manhattan had gone nuts and unleashed a psychic attack on everyone. So everybody would unite against the bigger threat while also getting rid of their overdependence on superheroes. But um, mm, humanity would have a chance. <laughs> humanity would have a chance to stand on their own two feet and move forward, which I actually I think- liked because it fits with the theme of the entire piece. Yeah, and uh, you could really see how they would adjust to like how the audience would um, take it as opposed to like a giant squid. Now that you mentioned, I did not know this tidbit before. I've never read The Watchmen. 
but uh, now but it's like, yeah, they yeah. did, they did the, yeah, they made a good decision because the on whole, that. The whole least. theme of the whole theme of it. I mean, when Alan Moore wrote the graphic novel as a deconstruction of superheroes, you know, he was writing superheroes as essentially as fascists. That's why it's not an easy read. It's it's not a celebration of heroes in any way. It's just showing how messed up these people would be if they actually existed. And that's why we shouldn't look up to them. It was a more grounded take on what superheroes are like or should or were like in, in that universe and what they would be doing if should they choose to abuse their power or their skill set. And also what kind others. of losers or mentally unstable people they would have to be. <laughs> just to carry out that kind of a career. Because who dresses up, you know, like a flying mammal of the night to fight criminals in his high-tech vehicles? Come on. But I enjoyed the film because my uh, mm-hmm. MJ, other other than the space quit ending, the rest of the film is pretty much word for word, page for page, what you see in the graphic novel, just with 800 times more slow motion. <laughs> and I think um, that's what he did with 300 too. I've seen the graphic novel yes. of 300 and yes. he pretty much did it almost frame per frame, but which was it, beautifully it executed with Absolutely. just the right amount of slow motion right. and everything. But like, so, yeah, he kind of got, got carried away with the slow motion from there on. <laughs> it's like, really? Yeah, but, so stating these two things that you think that, you know, not 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 exactly verbatim or word for word, but Taking one frame from a comic book or a page from a book to film trans- and translating it into film is Zack Snyder's strong point. Well, it's, because it's inc- 300 and Watchmen were were pretty good movies, which, which, which brings me to another movie which he did. He 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 made for his kids, which was um his first animated movie, which was called um, Legend of the Guardians. Right. The one with the, the owls. Of, yes, Owls that was nice. Yeah, that that was really nice. Not a lot of people know that that was a book adaptation. Oh, I did was. not know that. Oh, see, I didn't know. I Wait, did not know either. Is there more than, is there more than one book? I'm not sure because I've never read it. <laughs> Misha's going to go read it now. He's like, you're gonna, ooh, where is it? I'm going to look for it. Yes, I should. I should do that. But <laughs> Yeah, but I, I think when he gets his source materials right or he has a story that he's patterning after, um, his films after… I think he does a pretty good job of doing Holy that. Holy crap. I mean, Wait, oh, I think you're on that, something that, here. Yeah. That, that makes that, that me makes... realize like how good is he on his own, right? Because like he's been doing these yes. films like really well and the good ones are apparently like really yes. very, what? very faithful visually to the comic book. So it's yes. Like, yes. Mm, I think which... I see <laughs> something. Wait a minute. Which, you... which, which would bring me to the point of saying that Justice League According to the rumors that Zack Snyder's story for Justice League, what Zack Snyder's story for Justice League is, is the very common story of Darkseid, who is the, the big bad villain. He's like the Thanos equivalent of, of DC. See? Um, see he's supposed see? to invade Earth. Everybody knows who Thanos is now. Ten years ago, nobody outside a comic book store knew who Thanos was. But because they took, they took the game. time, they took the time to build him up, you know, everybody had a chance to be on the same page. 22 movies later, when they finally beat Thanos' ass. Can you imagine if the DC universe had been built with that kind of care? Rather than, after two movies, okay, let's do Justice League. I'm like, we didn't even know who these people were. Why should we care if they team up? Generally speaking, you knew who everyone was. 
you knew them by Except name, for but you knew them by name. I mean, but you had no attachment to these people. Like, think Although about. Although I feel like they were they were trying to catch up with Marvel because by that time Marvel was already doing so well. They had the Avengers and all the films prior to that, and they were building on to like all these individual movies of these people you've seen in Avengers. So they were kind of behind with this. And so that's, it's like they were super they, behind. Yeah, that, so they yeah. really had to like step it up. They were like, okay, let's bring out the big guns as early as now. Let's put the Justice League together. Even if nobody knows who Cyborg is or we don't know much background on The Flash, etc. Aquaman. You know, so that's like, what breaks my heart. Because like for years and years, decades upon decades, these superheroes, the DC superheroes were owned by… DC Comics is owned by Warner Brothers. At one point, the largest movie studio in the world. They could have gotten their act together anytime that they wanted. They didn't have to wait for DC to buy a nearly bankrupt publisher turned film production house. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. And then now you're going to rush it no. based on nothing but the name value of your heroes and do nothing that makes it look like the heroes? Or, you know, I think they deserve there. more respect than that. <laughs> I hug you. No, but they're there. It's okay. So, Don't cry. <laughs> so, um, you sound so fired up about this. So, so what, what does this mean? Does Zack Snyder put out his best work if there's actual source material done and not made by him? Honestly, honestly, I think you're right. What was the first movie that 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 made him famous? It was a remake of Dawn of the Dead. Yep. Oh. Right? It was a yep, remake yep. of Dawn of the yep. Dead. And that's what that's Mind why he got, that's how he got the 300 job and so on and so forth. And in, in, oh, in case you guys were wondering which the which where the slow motion scene was in that movie, there was just one, and it wasn't that super slow motion. Yeah, <laughs> that, is un- that is unheard of. Just one. That what? was one of just the one. first. Who is times, this person? That was one of the first movies that that had running zombies. That's yes, right. So they were was, they were not in slow was, motion. For that time, it was. Be- for, I mean, for that time, that movie was beyond beyond its time. Like nobody up until that point, nobody, uh, nobody. I mean, nobody would have thought that zombies would be that scary. I mean, up until that point, people just thought zombies were meandering. Like, wait, when did Twenty Eight Days Later come out? Wait, <laughs> oh, did this come? Did this come out before Twenty Eight Days Later or after? I I don't know. I have the internet in front of me, but I choose not to. Find out. Yeah. I don't know. Same. You're the film nerds. <laughs> You're the bigger nerds. I don't know. <laughs> but okay, yeah. how about wait? Okay, I retract I have a my question. statement about running zombies. No, but you're absolutely you're absolutely right. He's good when he has material to work off of, rather than developing himself. Sucker mm-hmm. punch, which leads me to my uh, next <laughs> collective uh, groan. Uh, okay, that I was good so about disappointed sucker punch. with. The only thing good about sucker punch was the soundtrack. Oh, that was good. Yeah. But where the is my mind cover? My goodness. That, that was, was good. So that good. was good. The, when I look at Sucker Punch, I mean, it looks like, I mean, clearly it was designed by somebody living out his every boyhood fantasy, his every adolescent oh, yeah. sexual fantasy. He's got girls in schoolgirl <laughs> uniforms, he's got girl ninjas, he's got girls who have to essentially whore themselves out for a living. And they're actually undercover super spy, agent, superhero, whatever. But the thing that the, the, the problem with that movie was that it was just absolutely more substance, style over substance, completely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, 
I would say I would go out on I wouldn't I wouldn't be going out on a limb and say that Zach Zach Snyder is probably one Were of my favorite visual directors. Zach yeah. Efron is your favorite. <laughs> Zach Efron is your favorite director. <laughs> no, the, Zach Efron is my wife's favorite. Is my wife's favorite actor. Like, like, Zach Snyder. <laughs> I I totally understand. Vanessa Hudgens was in Sucker Punch. I understand. Yeah. Why are you making excuses oh for him? <laughs> it's why I love it's why I love MJ and I hate you, Misha. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't I, notice that. You're like Zach. E- <laughs> I hate it's no, okay. no, no, okay, it's okay. okay. I hate me too. <laughs> so, wait, I'm sorry. Wait. Continue. Continue. I'm sorry. Wait, wait. I lost my train. No, I, I would I wouldn't be going out on a limb if I said that Zack Snyder is probably one of my favorite visual directors. Like, visual. It goes without saying. Visually, say, I mean, visually speaking, he's really good. Like, half the stuff he thinks of visually, the action sequences, I mean, although they're super violent, and That's what they're I like actually about fun it. to watch. I'm sorry. They they're are, fun they to are. watch. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, other, I actually... than, other than his storytelling being bad, but his movies have good soundtracks. Yeah. You know, the action sequences are, are amazing. It, they're so stylistic. Even his co- I, honestly, I like the colors. Like especially what he did for his Justice League. It's for me. It was fine. You serious? Good treatment. You couldn't see half the movie. <laughs> okay, fine. So maybe that's maybe better, that. That's maybe better than Batman versus Superman, where you couldn't see all the movie. But you know. Oh yeah, that was, yeah. So that was already that was an improvement just, in mm-hmm. Justice League. That that Superman suit actually mm-hmm. had color in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can see the reds for at, at least for the very least. <laughs> you could not even yeah. Wonder Woman had you know. No, sorry, going back, MJ. Uh, yeah, I agree because um, I, uh, after three hundred, was such a huge fan. Watchmen, I was also such a huge fan. So that he already gained so much respect as a director for me. Then came Sucker Punch, which was such a disappointment. <laughs> and I watched Sucker Punch um, solely because of the directorial name. It's like it's just like oh, it's Zack Snyder. I'm watching it. It's like right. I didn't Same care here. about anything else. Like, okay, it's a plus that I guess it had a good trailer. It, uh, it you know, but okay. it's like, hmm, after it, it's like, eh, not your best, but hopefully your next one will be better. And I was let down from then on. What's like, what really? Like, blah, 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 down here. What made me sad about Sucker Punch was that it had all the pieces to do a good thing, you know? I mean, it had a good cast. It had a good premise. I mean, for everyone who's not familiar, Sucker Punch was about this girl who joins a dance troupe. Essentially, um, wait, a burlesque. Okay. Yes, a bur- she joins of. a burlesque group, and and in their imaginations, and they may or may not be insane because she's like in a lunatic asylum, but in her head, she's part of the dance troupe. But the dance troupe, in their heads, they are going out on secret missions and stuff. So a lot of what happens in the action part of the film is fantasy sequences of what they're doing. And the biggest flaw of the film for me, because the reason we couldn't connect to it emotionally was because the action sequences are all pretty, right? They look amazing. But we don't have any connection or context for what's happening in the real world. Um, That's why there's precisely one sequence where all of this works and nowhere else in the rest of the movie. Um, there's a train heist in the middle of the film. And oh, yeah, that was at the, the same part. time, they're trying to steal a set of keys from somebody. 
And that is the only part of the movie where I actually cared what was happening because you could appreciate what they were doing. The juxtaposition. Yes, <laughs> you could see what was going on. You could understand it. All through the movie, you hear mean. about how Baby Doll is the best dancer in the place, but they never show her dance even once in the real world. <laughs> yes. they, they, you don't see so anything. So you were looking forward to that. <laughs> they, they, they just start... They just you just see the start right. of her swaying, and then all of a sudden she's in her head. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like, and then we have like, thirty you know, minutes yeah. of action after that. And then when we come back, wow, that was amazing! I'm like, huh? <laughs> thirty clap, minutes clap, clap, of clap, action. Clap, 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 clap. Thirty minutes of action, ten minutes of which were in slow motion. <laughs> so while Misha was telling, discussing his point about Sucker Punch, I actually looked up Zack Snyder's filmography. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Oh, that makes one of uh, us! Yay! <laughs> Anjo cares enough. Nobody to do wanted his, to do it. Anjo cares Nobody enough to do his to do job. It. <laughs> so interestingly enough, all the movies that he's had source materials to come up to base on right. came before Sucker Punch. So Sucker <laughs> Punch would have been the start of his downfall. Yeah, but, it you know, is. The, oh, it, let's let's, you know, let's the, take it as a fact. It is. Okay, so his first movie, his first big, uh, starting from his first big movie, which was um, Dawn of the Dead, which was right. made in 2004, which he followed up with two years later with 300. Okay. And then Watch, Watchmen and 2000, in 2009. And a year after that for Legend of the Guardians, The House of Gahul, and then Sucker Punch. So starting 2011, he hasn't made a decent narrative. I'm not going to say movie, but narrative. Because yeah. we're talking about his storytelling skills. Right, right. Tragic, wow, tragic, that tragic. sucks. So, Which is sad because, you know, knowing, knowing that, you know, all these superheroes, like Man of Steel, Batman, I mean, like Man, with Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, you have two of the most iconic superheroes with so many stories to choose from. Right. Yet you, you manage to butcher both movies, both characters. And the first time you see these two characters, you know, on the same screen, you know, wah, which, wah. Which, which, wah, wah, which was so, for, for, for some of you guys, while I'm talking, he's just holding up a Batman action figure. <laughs> anyway. They don't need to know that. You know, it. <laughs> yes, you know, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it was just such a waste of, um, I don't know, waste Money? of money. It, it had so much, so, so much potential. You know, it, it really hurt the fandom, I guess. Like, you got you got the Marvel guys, the casual Marvel guys, and you have the longtime comic book fans who were probably looking forward to this, and that, and yet you see that. But that's what's <laughs> ironic, isn't it? Like something that people have been waiting for for 60, 70 years was kind of bad. Versus, you know, when Iron Man and Captain America and Thor met each other for the first time, the mainstream public had only known these characters for what? Four years at that point? Three years? Mm-hmm. Which is sad. I mean, like, historically speaking, counting the cartoons, DC always had an edge over Marvel. Prior to the movies, prior to the Disney acquisition, DC That's always true. had an edge over Marvel. Yeah. Um, I think I read it, somewhere that if you take a crucifix and a Superman S into the deepest dark at darkest jungles in the world, there's a 50-50 chance that they'll be recognized. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Amazing. So, so how do you screw that up? How do you screw that up? That's so sad. Anyway, 
now that we've established that Zack Snyder DC films were not very good, let's look at the bright side now. That, that was pretty much a downer. So let's talk about the good DC films. Things that we can actually like wash our palettes with after I know why you want to talk show. about good DC movies. I know Shut why up. you brought that up. <laughs> let me get to my point. Just kidding. But yeah, let's talk about it. Let let's, her get to her let's point. Save it for I later. I want to hear this. Let's save it for later. First, let's get to Wonder Woman. Which um, we 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 really really liked, but had uh, <laughs> except for the ending, disappointing <laughs> Sailor Moon ending. <laughs> she she <laughs> won with the power of love. <laughs> I will save you with the power of love. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was so good up until that point. I swear, I cried as I I, really, I literally I cried it. when she walked I onto cried. the battlefield the first time. No, I cried. Oh yeah. Palang. When the Amazons came out to fight the Germans, oh yeah, that was awesome. Just when they, when they, when they found the island and all of the Amazons were just like charging in their horses, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh my god, I've never seen this before. All powerful women. I was so happy. I was so happy at No Man's Land. I also cried then. That was awesome. And Gal Gadot was a very, very charming Wonder Woman. Like people she had was. their doubts at first because. We, we want her to be curvy, blah, 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 whatever. But she was amazing. She was so charming. I could not forget those moments when they were trying to like pass her off as a normal woman in London. Was that London? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. I don't, yeah, it was. So she was trying on, on all these dresses and it was palatable because you could see that in almost every chick flick, like the makeover part. Mm-hmm. And it was still palatable for the men, but uh, you know it was made by a woman, and it, it was meant to empower the women and everything. So it was no, but wonderful. What but I enjoyed, what what I enjoyed about it is, parang you have such an unconventional woman, somebody who is not your stereotypical um, woman in movies, right? Because mm-hmm. she's a superhero, parang breaking standards for everything. Parang oh. I'm going to walk around London carrying a sword and a shield. That was funny. <laughs> that was I'm awesome. going to do things my way. That was she was awesome. so cute. And then when she, added a she lot saw the, the baby for the first so time, she's like, that she came baby. From else. <laughs> so That's cute. right. That was my favorite moment. Well, uh, besides all the teary-eyed parts, you're just like, baby. Anyway, um, she was so charming. I loved it. I really did. It was did. so good. Up until that ending. But then she had to fight Remus Lupin at the end. So, come on. <laughs> I was like, oh, what hey, is wasn't, happening? Wasn't he the… Uh, yeah. Case in point, Captain Marvel director's take note. Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, really. Yeah, I really mean… not a fan of Captain Marvel. No, you really need a good it, bad it, guy for these movies. Seriously. I mean, think how many people love Loki or love Thanos, oh. for instance, right? You, you cannot Loki. end your movie with Wonder Woman fighting Remus Lupin. <laughs> <laughs> Where was the Avada Kedavra in this? <laughs> But uh, seriously, yeah. but, but Patty Jenkins him. did a really good job. Um, I'm 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 very hopeful for 1984. Still not. I'm still trying to marry the idea of Kristen Wiig as um, cheetah, a villain. Cheetah. Yeah, I, cheetah. I can't imagine. I, I still can't. I still can't imagine. But hopefully, they do a good job. So Kristen Wiig is actually a pretty good actress. She, she is. is. She is. She is. I just, you just you've just never seen her as a villain. You've seen her in heavy drama. Yeah. You've seen her right. in comedy and everything. But this is gonna be new. I hope she it's talks like Gilly. It's actually interesting. <laughs> <laughs> like who? I hope she talks like Gilly. Gilly. Sorry. Her, her <laughs> after she punches. <laughs> after she punches Wonder Woman, she's gonna be like, sorry. 
Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Man, when are we gonna see? That's so. I really hope we get to see no, that I, movie this year. Honestly, I wonder if she's gonna be like Penelope, the one upper. Oh, I did that better. <laughs> <laughs> so we've established, yes, Wonder Woman is one of the better DC movies. What else do you have in mind for people? Okay, let, um, if you defend Suicide Squad, I'm walking out right now. Oh, Fuck Suicide speaking Squad. Of, <laughs> speaking Fuck Suicide of, they're Squad. also, they're also, um, actually, there are I, fans who are calling for David Ayer to make his own cut. Oh God, yes. Suicide Squad, the, the, which because will bring they, me to. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, I, I'm like, getting they, too excited. They're too passionate about this. <laughs> yes, um, I think it, people wanted to see. Well, of course, um, a little background. People hated Jared Leto's Joker. Everybody fell in love with Harley Quinn and the rest of the gang. But apparently, David Ayer had a better plan for Joker in his own cut or in his own head. Which apparently he didn't have enough um, screen time to flesh out because it was already getting pretty long. So what do you think of this future, if ever this pushes through David Ayer? I I don't know. Isn't that what every director says? Like, oh, I could have made a better movie, but the studio wouldn't let me. Yeah, but then that's the thing. He would never have known because studio interrupts, you know. Like the difference between Warner Brothers and uh, Marvel Studios. Is it Marvel Marvel Studios, yeah. Is that when Marvel Studios they put complete trust in um uh Kevin Kevin Feige. Right. Say, right? Yeah. Yeah. Warner Brothers, I am guessing all these directors have to answer to various studio heads who in one way probably you know, who in you know, each of them will probably get what they want in their own way, which is what I f- believe happened to Suicide Squad. Because what? How they reshot so much of it, right? Right, they did. I think They're, so. To the point that so I, David I, Ayer, I, I, I think, wanted to take his name off it or something because he Ooh. wasn't the one who finished it, right? So I could actually believe. I could actually believe David Ayer in saying that I could have made a better version of this because you know if you reshoot everything, you're gonna. That's already hard. That's already hard on the budget. Hard on the budget. Hard on the schedule. And of course, you already have a, a story in mind that you've labored over, and then studio's gonna tell this isn't gonna work. Rewrite something. Right. That's hard. Mm-hmm. And prior to this, David Ayer made a real um, a real time movie, which was really good. Um, the one with Brad Pitt with Shia LaBeouf. Fury. That was excellent. Fury. That was great. So that was a really good. That was a really good movie. So it was really good. I don't know. It was really I, stressful, but it was really good. And, that, and I think that's yeah, the it was, movie. It, it, I, it was really good because it was really stressful. <laughs> now, I think that was the movie that convinced Warner Brothers that he could handle an ensemble piece in the first place. Here they are again with the ensemble pieces where you know you barely know anything about most of them. <laughs> That's true. So DC, it's like, oh, let's uh, put them all together even if people barely then, know them. So you don't have any emotional attachment to them yet. But ironically, I guess it's no secret. No, I was thinking. I was just thinking that it is possible to introduce an ensemble from scratch and make you care about them because nobody gave a crap in or out of a comic book store about the Guardians of the Galaxy before that movie came oh, out. Oh, that's true. Good point. Right? No, but but the thing is, at that point, it's no secret that DC has been trying to catch up with Marvel. Right. Mm-hmm. So they needed no to come up with a franchise it. or a exactly. So. <laughs> You know, at that point, they were obviously trying to catch up with that. Like, right. Who would be better? Who would be good enough to match the success of Guardians? Oh, Suicide Squad <laughs> villains turned into antiheroes. Oh, and pop, which, uh, pop, in essence, pop music from a trailer. Which, 
<laughs> which which in essence could have worked because you had Harley Quinn in it, you know? You know, that was one strength that Suicide Squad had over Guardians. Was that Guardians, nobody knew who everyone in it was. Sama. At least here, you have Harley Quinn. And you have Joker. You even have Batman making a cameo. Batfleck was in this movie for like 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely but it's, right. It's, it's, it's no secret naman na also that the DCEU has been plagued with so many problems stemming from studio decisions. That's because they didn't so, have, you're right, they had, did not have any one central figure running the show. The closest they had was Zack Snyder. Yep. And yeah, that didn't so, work out so good. I, I am still a firm believer that the DCEU would have been more successful had they hired somebody to take care over, you know, to take, take care of the over, uh, uh, sorry. You can to do take it. take care of the, wor- of the world building, you know, or at least give sense or to guide the directors on what to do. You know who I would have yeah. picked if I if I was a studio head, if I had half a brain, if I had half a brain who? as a studio head, I would have picked Paul Dini and Bruce Timm, the guys who created the entire DC animated universe, starting from Batman the animated series, Superman the animated series, Batman <laughs> Beyond, Justice League, Justice, Justice League, League Unlimited. Justice League Unlimited. Right? They ran that entire universe for like 11 years and it all fit together. And by the time you got to the Justice League Unlimited show, they had a cast of like 60 Justice League members and they were More all, pa, they all had personalities. You know? Even if they only showed Each up one for one episode, you cared. They found a way to make you care. No matter how stupid their powers, no matter how colorful their costumes... You know, those cartoons were brilliant. And they did everything that Zack Snyder said audiences would not accept and everything that the Marvel Universe took to the bank, basically. Yep. Mm. Oh, well. Oh, well. Maybe next time. And with that, um, I guess to end this, would you watch the Snyder Cut? Well, at the end of the day, we all know we're all still going to watch the Snyder Cut anyway. Who are we kidding? We've been talking wait, shit wait, about wait, wait. No, Zack wait, Snyder fine. for the last for 40 on, minutes, no, wait, and we're wait, still going to watch it. I want to hear this. We're missing, we're missing at least one more movie in the DCEU that I know you want to discuss. Aquaman. No! Aquaman. Shut up! <laughs> okay, it's out of my system. I, I'm, I'm good. Watch Shazam. Watch no, Shazam, Shazam was really good. good. Shazam was good. <laughs> Shazam was really it's, good. It, it's totally different from the tone of everything else. It is not dark at all. And it has a very, very, very wonderful lead in Zachary Levi. And I rest in peace. <laughs> nah. <laughs> no, no, no. Though my, um, the love of my life besides, has saved the DCU. Besides, uh, b- besides MJ's um, love for Zachary Levi... I, I feel like th- this is one of the DC movies whose central theme was translated really well. Yeah. Agreed. You know, which was yeah. which was which was family. Yeah. This movie was all about family. Yeah. Was it a Fast and the Furious movie? Wait, wait, wait. What are we talking about here? <laughs> Shazam's Shazam's strength has always been about the Shazam family strength. That's true. You know, and like how I agree. How he manages to share all his power with his, you know, foster siblings and how selfless he's supposed to be. That's true. And okay. I actually, I really love that they took the core idea of wish fulfillment. Like, you know, basically the premise is you have this 11-year-old kid who can become a grown superhero just by shouting a magic word. And that, that's wish fulfillment right there from anyone who ever picked up a comic book. Because who wouldn't want to have superpowers and save the world and, you know, be strong and good looking and whatnot? 
And um, they very, kid, very, they very good looking. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, continue. <laughs> which, is, which is also good because it's one of the few superhero movies who had an interesting enough villain in um, Dr. Sivana because he was the total contrast, you know, complete foil of what Shazam was. He wanted the superpowers. You mean Mark Strong as himself? <laughs> fine, true. fine. Mark Strong as himself. I'm sorry. I he, like just Mark play, he just plays the same like bad him. guy in every movie. That's why I loved him in Kingsman. <laughs> he was actually a good guy. Oh, Mark Strong. <laughs> <laughs> kind of reminds it, me of uh, like a cool Tito. Oh, man. Wait, he was in Green Lantern. He was in that Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern. Can we forget about Green Lantern? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Deadpool killed him. We're gonna already. talk about any. Even we're gonna Ryan talk about... Reynolds wants to forget about that Green Lantern. I swear, oh he still God. makes jokes about it. Thank God he's Deadpool now. I know, right? Green Lantern is one of my favorite superheroes, and they butcher that. What? They you, butcher that so bad. You didn't like years. his CGI costume? Hmm. <laughs> Conceptually speaking, it was a good. It was supposed to be good. It just wasn't no, delivered he, properly. He still looked naked. I don't care what you say. He looked naked. <laughs> the suit's made I, out I, of I, light. How are you supposed to translate that on film? Which is, you know, it was a good concept. Uh, I have no complaints whatsoever. No complaints. I see. Anyway. <laughs> I see where your priorities lie. <laughs> oh, muscle strands. Wait, speaking Ooh, of muscle, muscle wait, speaking of muscle strands, can you please justify Zachary Levi's muscles? Shut up! We will not talk about this. You will not talk about this under my house. No, no. But it nothing like- bad about Zachary Levi shall be said in this podcast. <laughs> I veto this conversation. <laughs> he did no, fine, fine. Fine. Look, I accept that you need some level of padding because spandex does not look good on anybody. On anybody. Okay? We okay. we saw what nearly nude Idris Elba looked like in Cats and he was horrified. Oh, that was not pretty. That- no, Why did you spoil I it for Angela? I don't know. <laughs> sorry. But sorry, I'm, sorry, yeah. So, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sorry MJ. Watch Cats. It's wonderful. No, why did you we'll get to that. it? Damn, MJ, sorry. I'm sorry, but I have to agree with Misha. Because Captain America's padded suit I makes know. sense because he's a soldier and he's susceptible to gunfire. Yeah, but it I looks know. like you know? I, they padded Shazam's suit with helium. I Well, exactly, <laughs> Levi, to be quite honest, he really did buff up for it. But it apparently no wasn't enough. It was, but it was overkill, honestly. I, I agree. <laughs> Fine. Fine, I agree. Okay, but I, I, I don't know. Maybe, okay, maybe it was the flat red design of the suit. I mean, maybe they could. I feel like it's a costume design issue. If you wanted him to look that big, at least don't make it look so one dimensionally red. It was so flat red that sobrang halata nung padding. And I just think I, a little bit of I don't know shading I mean, okay. or something could have helped. <laughs> okay, or let's texture. move on. Pro- second, second. Probably the last DC movie we could we could discuss. Okay, you know. Uh, moving from one padded suit hunk to the actual hunk of the DC Apocalypse EU. War Aquaman Oh God Oh I, Oh Oh <laughs> Well you guys that forgot was... about Aquaman <sighs> um, I, I couldn't get past Luke... forty minutes I, I couldn't I fell asleep I don't know I, I just wanted to say that the water was lukewarm. With Aquaman. I'm sorry. The movie one. I mean, Jason Momoa 
anything he does is very, very attractive. He's such, again, my priorities <laughs> for these films. Hey, no but, argument. He's a good looking guy. But, you know, and oh, he was so clearly beautiful. having a good time. We can all see that. He was having he a great was, time. That was so cute. Yeah. But, you know, clearly William Defoe was just cashing a paycheck. It was, and yeah. I don't Ooh, even are they going to kick Amber Heard out? That's what I heard. Oh, I mean, that's what I read. Not yet. It's nothing official yet, but I, the rumors are the rumors are all there. Yeah. And everybody's trying to get her out of the movie. Mm. Sounds like, sounds like. But I think she's got a contract. So they needed like a good reason. Like a conviction. Um, <laughs> that, um, that, domestic abuse is not enough, apparently. I know. She like almost took off one of his mm. one of Johnny Depp's fingers. Is that that was a, did I did I read that right? My God! Yep. And there there were rumors that she shot on the bed or something. Yeah, she literally shit the up. bed. Oh, God. Ooh, that's nasty. And she and that's like nasty. they'd have arguments, and she'd be like, "Yeah, tell the world who's gonna believe you that you're a you're an abused husband. How is that? How do you think that's gonna sound?" And like she would taunt him. Oh, that's now sad. I remember Barney Simpson's hot crazy scale. <laughs> They're like, inversely like proportioned. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, that I, I don't was know. A, but was I feel down. like Aquaman was one of the better DC movies. Yeah, it was one, one of, of the better. better ones. It was, it but just, then you got just Pitbull felt like, um, singing Africa. You no, know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like James Wan, the director, who <laughs> turned out really good, low budget. This was his first big budget project, you know. You know, you mean something prior- that didn't have Annabelle in it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but prior prior to his work, he's been doing you know good good story, I mean good movies, turning out good horror movies, and uh, I think the creatively the decision of Warner Brothers to go with him to direct a movie about an unknown world was good because I feel like visually could have visually like what he did for Atlantis and that whole world underwater that nobody had no idea about was pretty good visually speaking. I think it was what- just. It was. I, I think it was just you know a total lack of identity as to what it should have been. But he didn't know whether to make it like pop movie or a uh, an an epic, I guess. You know, because you know Aquaman is a king, supposed to be a king. So it, there's that, and it reflected in the soundtrack. The characterization of Aquaman is pretty good. Somebody who didn't want to accept the responsibility, you know, I, the big responsibility I like that, of really, I like Simba. <laughs> Simba. Sorry. <laughs> We're back to Simba again. <laughs> and Nala's do me face. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. No, but even like, even um, Black Manta's characterization, albeit brief, was not that bad. Like, his heart, like how was. much anger he has for Aquaman. His was whole motivation justified. for hating Aquaman and each was of the actions weak. that they did had repercussions in the movie. I like, think... Aquaman not saving. Okay. Sorry, go, go. No, no, no. No, it's cool. I mean, I really thought that was weak. The whole thing about not saving his dad. Is that, is that what you're going to say? I mean, they I were mean, like, criminals. Why the hell should he help them? They were trying to kill him. Like, like not ten, in it. They were trying to kill him 10 seconds before. Come on. Why would he so feel not, inclined to help them out? Well, I don't know. Because like, he, he's a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate it when you make sense. Oh, um, oh well. No, but if nothing else, Jason Momoa and the Aquaman movie have done wonders for Aquaman's reputation. He's no longer the joke yeah. about that guy who can talk to fish. That's oh, Marites versus the super friends. <laughs> yeah, we should share no, that. Aquaman I'm sorry, Aquaman. Fish. I'm sorry, Aquaman. <laughs> I'm only cooking fish. fish. <laughs> Good lord. And with that reference, I think we are done. <laughs> it's uh, so... 
So last words, I guess. Any um, recommendations for maybe, I don't know if the DCEU people will get to hear this, but any recommendations Zach, to them? So any recommendations for Zack Snyder movies? Anything before tooth, anything before Sucker Punch? Um. <laughs> <laughs> but what can DC do from here on, given it's not very good movie universe reputation? Well, I think they covered their butts already with the whole crisis on infinite Earths on their TV shows. So now they can just make an excuse that everything <laughs> happened in another universe or they can just pick and choose elements of different universes to combine to make a better one. They don't need to start from scratch. They can say that everything happened yeah. before it happened, but maybe it was an alternate Earth. You know, that kind of thing. You know, so <laughs> I, I, am, I am genuinely looking forward to how they move forward. I want to see how they move forward because it clearly they saw the box office reflected it that audiences respond to likable heroes to heroes that they can look up to whether it's Wonder Woman or Shazam or fine I'll give yes. you Aquaman and Joe but Batman Batman they haven't Batman. yet shown us a Batman we can look up to in the DCEU and that's what I want to see I don't know if Pattinson can pull it off but eh maybe who knows We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But I guess we'll see with the Snyder cut. I would just like to point out that I was really sad that Ben Affleck dropped off of the Batman movie. Batman solo movie project. Well, I guess, you know, if people have been mocking you mercilessly… He's a good filmmaker. (laughs) He is. Ben Affleck is actually a really good storyteller. And he was writing and directing that movie. Oh, well… I guess we'll never know. But I genuinely hope that whatever comes yeah, out next that was year… Yeah, if I was really looking forward to talaga. Uh, honestly, um, I really hope that whatever comes out next year from Zack Snyder will be something at the very least is watchable because there's no guarantees it'll be good. I just hope that good or bad, it finally puts to rest this idea that he was denied his vision because now he's got no excuse. Yep. Step it That's up, true. Zack That's Snyder. True. Damn right. Step it up. So, okay. Just to wrap this up, any recommendations for Zack Snyder? Anything before Sucker Punch? <laughs> anything before Sucker uh, Punch. Watch it. Enjoy anything it. Anything Sucker before Punch. Sucker Punch. Watch it and enjoy it. Um, <laughs> as for DC movies that I really like, um, the aforementioned Shazam. Did you say Afro-Man? Aquaman. <laughs> no. Afro-Man. Oops. No, no. Never mind. Uh... Shazam, you and your off color Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. We're cool. talking about Wonder Woman. We're talking about DC, right? The Dark Knight trilogy. No, I think we were good with the, the Snyder. old Superman movies. <laughs> All right. Um, this has been an episode of Subo Tours. Um, let us know what your favorite Zack Snyder movie is, and we'll catch you next episode. This has been Misha recording from Patsig. I'm Anja <laughs> from Quezon City. <laughs> and I'm MJ from the Dirty South. Paranyake. Thank you. Saboteurs is a movie review podcast by a DJ, a writer, and a filmmaker. Saboteurs is produced, recorded, and distributed by Big Baby Studios. 